This episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the complete toolkit for YouTube channel management. This power-packed browser extension helps with everything from both metadata edits and trending keyword suggestions to thumbnail optimization, fan engagement tools, and so much more. Visit TubeBuddy.com to meet your new best friend on YouTube. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today we're going to talk about Subscription Video On Demand, or SVOD. SVOD systems allow users to consume audio or video content when they choose, rather than having to watch at a specific broadcast time. In exchange for access to this content, users pay a small monthly subscription fee, which typically ranges from $2.99 to $14.99 a month, though the sweet spot tends to be around $7.99 to $9.99. Many listeners are probably familiar with a number of the long-form premium SVOD services, those that feature TV and movie content like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Video, HBO Go, and Univision Now. There are also a number of vertically focused SVOD services that offer both traditional and digital productions. These include platforms like Viki for Korean dramas, Crunchyroll, which was acquired by Fullscreen for animation content, and Drama Fever, which was acquired by Warner Brothers earlier this year, which is also focused on drama content. Increasingly, we're seeing a number of short-form SVOD services that feature digital and UGC programming. These include names like YouTube Red, Fullscreen, Vessel, Verizon's Go90, and Comcast Watchable. So what are some of the pros and cons of SVOD and, and the SVOD business model? The advantages include the ability to monetize users at much higher rates than advertising-supported platforms. It also offers more predictable cash flow than AVOD and TVOD models. But on the other hand, the disadvantages include a fragmented viewing landscape. Today, there are over 200 SVOD services, and this is only growing. And there's a poor user experience in the fact that users now have to manage different logins and seek out content across a variety of services. So what does this mean for content creators and media companies? Most traditional media companies don't have strong enough programming brands or the breadth of content for a standalone SVOD service, with the possible exception of Disney, HBO, and ESPN. The reason for this is that a lot of consumers can't actually distinguish between whether a film was created by Lionsgate, Warner Brothers, or Universal Pictures. As a result, we'll most likely see traditional media companies contributing content to existing platforms rather than trying to create their own services and carve out an audience niche. We've also seen a number of joint ventures in the past, though typically when competing traditional media players are involved, they almost never work. Some examples of this in the digital space are Vivo and Hulu both of which get content from the major media companies, but haven't been able to work effectively and are so focused on their own business that they can't pull together in order to make the digital service successful. And for content creators, we'll continue to see a gold rush over the next three to five years of SVOD platforms investing money in original programming that is exclusive to their service or licensing existing content, but don't expect those dollars to last forever. So what does the future hold? Hit-driven programming and exclusive content will make or break platforms. We've already seen this with the long-form premium SVOD services, and people are asking, what's going to be Go90 or Fullscreen's House of Cards or Game of Thrones? They need those huge titles and tentpole programming to attract audiences in for the must-see viewing experiences. We also know that audiences can only maintain so many subscriptions. People already have either Spotify or Apple Music, Netflix or Hulu, so there's going to be a lot of losers. That's going to happen as a result of significant consolidation, both from competitive pressures, not everyone is going to make it, and from M&A activity, with successful niche players getting rolled up. 
But just because SVOD is taking off and continuing to grow like crazy doesn't mean that AVOD and TVOD are going to suffer. We're going to continue to see growth of advertising video on demand and transactional video on demand formats. Each business model has its place. Because of the fragmented landscape, there's also a huge opportunity for major platform players like Google, Apple, and Amazon to create bundles to aggregate and curate these new SVOD offerings. When this happens, we'll see a continued collapse of content windows as digital distribution becomes an even more significant audience and revenue driver. Just a few years ago, we saw motion picture releases that were windowed over a number of months and then released on DVD and eventually Blu-ray formats. These windows are getting shorter, and now with digital distribution playing a bigger role, we're going to see more simultaneous worldwide releases of content and new television programming being available on SVOD platforms at the same time it's available on broadcast or cable. And finally, looking beyond the U.S. market, you can expect huge players to come out of India and China. Don't count out Alibaba with its Yuku Tudu platform and many others, especially given the size and scope of those markets. So to recap, subscription video on demand is a business model that allows users to pay a small monthly fee in exchange for access to content. The sweet spot is typically around $7.99 to $9.99 a month for a subscription. And these range from long-form premium players like Netflix and Hulu, vertically focused services like Viki and Crunchyroll, to short-form emerging players like YouTube Red, Fullscreen, and Go90. There will continue to be a mad rush for content creators and media companies to produce content and aggregate audiences on SVOD platforms, but the future is going to see dramatic shifts in the next three to five years. We'll see consolidation, we'll see winners as a result of hit-driven programming and exclusive content, and we're going to see big investment from those that want to win big in this space. AVOD and TVOD will also continue to grow in parallel with SVOD, and major platforms like Google, Apple, and Amazon have an opportunity to roll up services and create bundles of content to simplify and streamline the user experience. Thanks for listening. Hope you found this episode about SVOD interesting. If so, please review us on iTunes, share our content with a friend, and check out our pages on social. You can also send us your questions to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. And we have a very special live event coming up on Monday the 22nd. To learn more about the event, check out our Facebook and LinkedIn page. We're going to have a panel of distinguished guests sharing their insights about the future of the online video industry, so you don't want to miss this. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.